Hi everyone, uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us uh, Mr. Tanuj Divan, uh, co-founder of uh, Sarvesensum and Neurosensum. Uh, Tanuj has uh, worked for eight years with companies such as XL, Accenture and uh, Mahindra Combiva before starting his own venture in 2018. Hi Tanuj, welcome to ELI. Uh, hi Priya, uh, I'm so honored to be here. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, Tanuj, the honor is all mine. Uh, I would request you to introduce yourself to our audience, please. Sure. So, uh, so as as you already know, I'm Tanuj Devan. So I was I was working for companies in IT domain in network and security for the past eight years, and then I uh, then uh, some and one day an opportunity came in that uh, do you want to become a co-founder of a company? And I I said okay, let's take the risk. And uh, here are we. Here we are now. Like it's been two, two and a half years now. We have been leading the company, and uh, it's going pretty well. Um, even even during the COVID times, it's been doing great. So so that's a that's a good thing that's happening with us. And uh, yeah, so this is this is about me. So I'm currently leading the product domain and the process domain in the company. And uh, our CEO is Rajiv Lamba, who sits sits out from Singapore. Uh, Tanuj, uh, tell us about the uh, uh, product you are building, Survey Sensum and Neurosensum. Are these uh, two different companies or uh, you know two different products from the same company? Okay, so so now there are two companies. Before that, we started with just uh, Neurosensum. Uh, so it it was all about uh, getting into the subconscious brain of the consumer. So what what used to happen in like if I if currently we are talking in an interview, right? And I'm I'm speaking with you and if you ask me how would you i how would i rate you uh, in terms of uh, the eli thing that you are doing right and if i'm in front of you face to face i would always say 9 or 10 if i'm doing on a 1 to 10 scale right so but what used to happen with companies like coke or any uber ola you can compare it with anyone so whenever they launch any advertisement they always go to their consumers, their would-be consumers or previous consumers that whether you like this ad or not and whether you're going to purchase something after seeing this ad. So they would always give a rating of uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, 9 or 10. Because if you talk about Asia, people are not that frank that even if they don't like something, they'll give you a 2. They never do. So what happens? Every ad was given a rating of average 9 to 10. They were uh, using like 400 consumers to ask their feedback. But it was always 9 and 10. And when they used to launch the products, it was like it would never go off. The sales would never go off. And that's what they wanted. They wanted more revenue, but it was not coming in. So that was the main problem that people were not telling them the truth. So that's how when what we got that why can't we get into the subconscious brain of the consumer that whatever he's thinking inside, we know that. So that's how the idea came off of de developing an algorithm which can read consumers' mind when they are watching that video. So that's how the company began. And once we uh, launched it, like we were not getting initial users to test it. Like Coke would never say, okay, I I'm going to try something that new that is coming in. So we had to go out to our target market, which was a little bit low at that time, like going to medium enterprises instead of large enterprises. Then we showed them the value of this product, like, how sales went up when they actually tested this ad using neuroscience. And uh, after one, two, three initial consumers, then it hit the market, right? That's how the journey started. So it took us like four or five months to get two or three users, I would say, 
the companies, the brand to trust this neuroscience capability. But once it started uh, kicking in, then then it's like the growth. So that's how the journey began for Neurosensum. And uh, this was all, we, we launched that only in Indonesia and for only FMCG companies who do a lot of advertisement testing. And after that, uh, uh, then the idea came about Serviceensum. Then we used to go to banking domain. We used to go to e-commerce domain or financial domains. They used to say that we need something which can give us real-time customer feedback. And not only that, if, if people are commenting that, that if you ask someone an NPS question, how likely you are to recommend a company to friends and family, and then you ask them, why did you give this rating? So if we talk about banking, there are like 20, 25,000 people actually giving you responses of open-ended data. Now, how do you convert this open-ended data, which is text feedback, which is also there in social media, and summarize for your clients? Because if you don't summarize, there's, there, there, you can hire like 10 people just reading each and every comment that is going on on social media or the text feedback that you're getting from these surveys. And you won't be able to get summary of it. So we wanted to build something using machine learning who can summarize this text data so that companies can actually use it and make that text data also actionable. That what are your consumers actually asking you from? So that's where the concept of service and some came in getting feedback and then analyzing it and making it actionable. Okay. So these are the two companies or two different companies which are running in one only focuses mostly on FMCG and this one focuses mostly on uh, currently focusing on the small enterprises but bank, this the future is going to banking uh, like ICICF banks, city banks of the world, th these kind of people actually. That's the main goal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, speaking of future, uh, as one of the top marketing leaders named uh, Rory Sutherland, they, he says the next, uh, the future or uh, next uh, revolution will be uh, about psychology, psychological revolution. We are going to witness uh, in coming days, not technology revolution or not industrial revolution. Uh, right. So the kind of uh, kind of work you are doing is really cutting edge. I now would like to uh, ask you, uh, there are a lot of innovations happening around in this particular industry we are operating in. I think Elon Musk is uh, doing a lot of things uh, with uh, Neuralink and get, getting a lot of uh, you know, hype uh, uh, of the market. Uh, can you tell us what are some of the uh, really innovative things happening in the industry and how our entrepreneurs, young minds can enter into that field? So uh, currently, the there are two industries that are that I'm completely following. One is uh, education tech. Uh, so uh, giving an example of a company which is really new and doing really really good is White Hat, right? White Hat Junior. Uh, so uh, they have been recently uh, uh, by by Jews bought them, right? Mm. So so they are they are doing building coding for students who are like four five, uh, in fourth grade, fifth grade, and sixth grade. So this is something that I'm really uh, that that's an innovation, like so, making people code that, and they're you they're using coding through UIs. They are not even actually coding using the programming language, because then it's easier for uh, kids to uh, do that. So so that's one thing that I think it's a really really good education, uh, like innovation. And the second is health uh, health tech. Uh, so health tech startups like. Uh, I, I, I'm mostly focusing on Indonesia. That's why I know there's 
a company called hello doc and then there 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 is something in india as well like practo credit hill so people like these they're they're going into like video consultations because during the covid people were not able to reach out physically to the doctors right and they made it video consultations as a part of uh, health that you can stay at home and get the consulting and stuff right so these are the two things that i uh, currently focus on in terms of innovation like i i, I currently follow actually and the other part is would be the the time that i get i i totally focus on what my company has to offer so okay. apart from yeah these two then the third focus definitely i mean the most focus goes on to what what i can innovate as a company which can help my users hmm okay i see okay uh, now coming back to the usual questions uh, i would like to ask uh, uh, tell us a few of the uh, experiences uh, uh, that you went through in your initial days of entrepreneurship like how you started how you got your first customer uh, and uh, how did you raise funds okay so so we'll start with how how i, how I, I raised funds how we raised funds okay uh, so we actually uh, we we went to each and every family member there is so cuz cuz you you cannot like uh, actually get money that easily from the investors right so you you first have to uh, start something start something small then only they'll trust you right cuz they are also putting in money and they, they 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 can't just put money on the idea they want to know how, if you can actually do it or it's just an idea right so so we started with kind of angel investments uh, we got uh, uh, the money from our families and friends that's how we got our first money when we started and uh, then we we reached out to angel investors so there's something that people uh, in entrepreneurship don't know about is what are angel investors angel investors who initially put some money in your company right and so uh, so there is a there is a company called angen in indonesia because we were doing indian and there is something in, in angel list or angel india something in india as well uh, where you can reach out to angel investor and they'll give you money when you have some kind of product a small product where you maybe you have couple of users using it or something but they they see a brilliant idea they see a brilliant team that you have and they'll put some money uh, and take some shares from you so that's how we started so that's how we got our first money family and angel investors not the proper investment firms and uh, the second thing how we got our first customers first four months we didn't get anyone so we uh, we waited we pushed hard we 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 didn't do marketing at the first time so that was the biggest mistake that we did if you don't do marketing people won't know uh, what what your product can deliver to them what value you can provide to them so that's one thing that everyone like most of the founders miss who actually uh, the products fail because their product is super super awesome but they didn't do any marketing to reach out to the potential users that if if you build a product but if priya doesn't know about it and priya is my ideal target profile but he doesn't know about it because i haven't marketed it i haven't reached out to him then what's the point of making the product right that if you are not reaching it to the audience so that is one thing that uh, main part that i'll get to the people from this video uh, call is make sure you do marketing as well as you are making the product so just not focus on product focus on marketing as well so that's how then we we started doing some marketing and only after that we got our initial users 
and uh, they validated it they validated the idea they they didn't give us much money at that time because we were not looking for money we were just looking for validating our idea uh, then it, once it went well then we did some more marketing about these people are using it we created testimonials from the people who actually loved it and that helped a lot so so that's how it did so first four months no users because no marketing we did some marketing we got the idea validated we got the first users and then we built upon it okay uh, you said uh, your co-founder uh, reached out to you, uh, uh, while starting this venture uh, right. uh, before that did you ever think of becoming an entrepreneur uh, if you had uh, then what are the things you had uh, done uh, to become an entrepreneur so i i started okay so before that before my co-founder reached out to me uh, uh so i i started something it's called fit kids you'll see a facebook facebook group so it it was kind of like a social initiative but uh, we i wanted to take this uh, as a venture so we three uh, four friends we started together so we wanted because currently these days uh, kids are always on phones right Uh, they don't play like we used to in our, our times so if you talk about it 80s kids or 90 kids they used to play a lot uh, so that's what we thought about that was the idea that bringing them uh, to play stuff right do stuff so we started training them you, you if you go to the group you'll see pictures that how we train people uh, you like kids who were just 4 to 7 years old so they take their time off the phone for at least 2 hours so that's how we started that's that was our first journey but why we failed we didn't do any marketing okay so that was the reason we actually but the 10 to 15 kids that we got uh they became so good in sports that they have they are following it like a dream right now so that is the satisfaction that we have with it but the the thing that we missed was we didn't reach out to people okay uh tenus tell us uh, when, when your co-founder reached out to you and uh, discussed the idea you got convinced uh, what are the initial setup discussions that happen when uh, one founder meets another and you know how how does uh, two people or three people uh, uh, stick on to a vision for a long long period of time okay so so first thing that uh, so he he my co-founder he already sold a company before so i knew Uh, i knew him from past 10 15 years so i knew what kind of person he is and he knew me so we uh, sold the company so he sh- he showed me the vision that this is what he is dreaming of that he he wants to make feedback uh, and e- feedback and research an easier and affordable thing for every small and medium enterprise that's what his vision started like okay so so i was in and he told me about neuroscience and all and neuroscience the way uh the things that i explained to you i i think there is something that you dream of that okay technology is going that those places okay. so but i knew nothing about research he he already had a research background so first initial days he he got me in from the vision itself and i knew him uh, personally so that's why i was like okay just leave my job let's go there uh, so i i went to indonesia worked with him but i had initial days i had to work as a, a research executive because if i didn't know what we are building how we are helping users the two or three users that we got i would never grow so i started being as a executive and i was working like 18 hours a day every day 
so it was like this so that i understand that he he has been doing research for like 15 years uh, con- conventional research not neuroscience neuroscience he, he was also new to but we were also doing conventional research so uh, i had to become like an executive like an analyst that starts and 3 4 months when i push in like 18 hours a week then he promoted me so i was like working as an employee although was a co-founder uh, he promoted me to be director that i lead four or five teams of research and in just four months i could do that only because i was putting that much effort so so that's how it started and like even though we were like friends uh, from always me and rajiv but our relationship inside the company is never like that it's not friendly uh, it's total like an a founder to another founder so there are different goals i take care of the product he take cares of uh, investments marketing webinars and all stuff so we we divided the role so you cannot like mix two roles when you become co-founder so uh, this i am good at making building products and he is good at marketing them so we separated ourselves that you will take care of this and i'll take care of this so whenever you find the co-founders you have to make sure that your goals are separate they are never mixed otherwise there is no uh, good use of a co-founding team okay uh, uh, tanuj here here is here is my question to you it's a bit deep into uh, the field you are operating in sure. uh, uh, neuroscience uh, or psychology as a field it, it started around uh, 1900s uh, when uh, mm-hmm. uh, sigmund freud uh, Uh, created a association of uh, psychology uh, and uh, a school of thought and since then it has come a long way in terms of uh, uh, a healthcare field but in marketing uh, we have not seen uh, much of applications uh, although there is a huge scope and you are you are exploring just one of the areas uh, in um, psych- areas where psychology and marketing come together i would like right. to ask you what are some of the other areas that are yet to be explored uh, in the field of psychology that can be applied in marketing okay so um, a good question uh, so one like if if i talk about marketing so there the the one is like as i told you the advertisement testing one and uh, there there's another thing called uh, uh, packaging testing uh so uh, it's it's all about marketing and it's all about fmcg what i'm telling you because i'm more into that domain uh so like whenever coke launches some new pack you see some some day Ran- ranbir kapoor is coming on that uh, packaging and uh, somehow the messaging is changing every day on that packaging right so uh, what we also explored and currently also exploring is uh if you have to when when you are as a user you are going to pick coke over pepsi or thumbs up or whatever right so uh, if if there's something new we the teams have to when why they make new packaging these companies that you get attracted to those packs right and if you if you have coke thumbs up and pepsi in a single shelf there in, in a fridge uh, and you go there sometimes you won't even know priya why you are buying thumbs up over coke unless you are a, a particular user of that only sometimes you don't even know why you pick something when you are going so so let's when you go shopping and you go to a more or 24/7 you'll see yourself buying stuff that you were not even there to buy 
Mm. That happens a lot. Like that happens with everyone, right? Mm. Uh, we 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 want to get just a a mool butter, but we keep mm. we kept on buying chocolates or something like that whenever we go out, right? So the this packaging testing is also one thing. So but the problem is in twenty four seven they won't allow you to easily do research, right? That which people are picking which packs. You cannot do that. So what we uh, developed, we developed a virtual reality solution. Mm. so it has a whole 24/7 uh, thing inside that virtual environment so you're just wearing your tracking glasses and you're uh, going in and we tell the users okay you have to buy something from the shelf mm. so then we see uh, that what are they actually buying and what are their eyes getting attracted towards and what they pick from that shelf okay. so that's a kind of something cause it's really a difficult to get 24/7 to allow you to do research so we created a virtual reality environment for that and i think it's the same thing happened because in us as well people do a lot of uh, uh, they paint their homes by themselves right and you will see that these vr solutions are there in us as well where they teach you how to paint so so that is also something that we explored and it it worked really well so so this is like more most about this marketing only in this Uh, stuff so getting into the subconscious brain that why you buy whenever wh- while you were not even there to buy this stuff and you will even after this interview if you notice this when you go to 24/7 you'll note yourself that uh, okay why i'm buying this if you just ask yourself why i'm buying this you, you sometimes you won't even know the answer because that is your subconscious taking that place exactly. so that is where we want to get into and i think there's huge scope in this huge scope yeah okay Uh, anyway uh, let's uh, get back to the regular questions uh, i'd sure. like to ask you uh, what is your uh, vision uh, with uh, neurosensum and surveillance sensum uh, you and your co-founder where do you envision yourself to uh, reach in another 10 years time 20 years time our vision our product vision is making every feedback from customers or employee actionable for the companies that's our mission that's our vision we want to make sure that in one platform user comes in uh, they they get their all feedback collated like a chatbot conversation even if it's a, a social media conversation even if it's a survey feedback you get everything in one platform you make customer centric decisions from one platform only that's our vision like to build a platform that can become this way and help as many starting with like first for 5 years we will uh, go mostly to uh, business to business enterprises small small and medium enterprises b2b saas companies and then slowly and slowly we'll move to the larger enterprises that's our vision like if you talk about the target users okay uh, tell us tell us some of the challenges you have faced along the way uh, while building and growing uh, these ventures okay so in terms of neurosensum we we faced different challenges because uh, neuroscience was a new domain so our challenge was to get people educated uh, to uh, get them educated that how neuroscience works how how it is helpful so we had to do a lot of webinars and stuff to educate people and now uh, most of the companies in indonesia know what neurosensum is and what they are Uh, their technology is totally different from normal conventional research so challenge was their education hmm. in terms of uh, survey sensum cause uh, we all of me rajiv and other people that we had nobody had a tech development background 
So service ends up in the SaaS company, right? So nobody had a tech background. What mistakes that we did first, uh, instead of making a small valuable product, we thought about making a product which has thousands of features. Okay. And you know what? After nine months, when we tried to launch it, we didn't do any marketing in those nine months. When we tried to launch it, we actually failed. Nobody used that product. Because okay. it was so complicated. We built something which we didn't validate with our users, right? And we kept on building it. So that was the most, I, w- I would say, the most uh, biggest thing, uh, mistake that we made. And then we had to start from scratch. So we had to really nine months, all the money that we spent was total waste. So then what we had to do, we started building MVPs, minimum viable products. So instead of making a huge product, we targeted our buyer persona. We created our user persona and buyer persona, like who our users will be, who our buyers will be exactly. We spoke with them, took interviews with them, validated the idea before making it. Okay. And then it took three months to launch a small viable product, but people started actually using it because it was simple to use and we launched early and we got feedback early. So that is one mistake people make. They talk think about making a product with thousand features and then launching it. No, don't do it. Create something which gives minimal value to the user. Launch it, get feedback, iterate. So that was the biggest challenge that we we got. Uh, Biggest mistake that we did. And also, we didn't do any marketing. So Mm. I'll keep on telling this to every tech entrepreneur. Please focus on marketing the same way you are doing it on product. Otherwise, you you will fail or it will be a very very slow progress and you'll run out of money <laughs> okay uh, since you rephrased marketing so many times uh, can you tell us some of the innovative ways to market your product that is just hit the shelf or maybe in the prototype stage so uh, so what you need to do first of all you'll you'll have to set up some goals uh, so uh, set up a goals and timelines with them. So if you don't, so that, that is also one thing that I'll always focus on setting up goals and measuring them measurable goals. If the, your goals are not measurable, there's no point. So uh, let's suppose some, someone is making a uh, B2C product, uh, like a health tech product. So uh, now you have the idea, you have validated it with the user, right? You have your target audience pretty nailed up. Now, how do you start marketing it, right? So let's suppose you have to launch three months down the line, right? You know the user pain point because you have taken interviews with them. We'll talk about this at the end as well. Just launch few ads on Facebook or Instagram or Google, wherever your target market is there. Hit them on their pain point and ask them to subscribe even before you launch the product. Ask them to subscribe that you are launching this product three months down the line set up a target that I want thousand users. Okay. So then you'll have to reach out to minimum 20,000 people to get to those thousand users subscribing, right? Set up a target. And then once you launch it after three months, at that time, you will have at least those thousand users testing your product, validating your idea. This is something that people miss. After the validation of prototype, you should start marketing instantly without spending too much money because that's what happens when you start as an entrepreneur. Just spend 1,000, 2,000 or 3,000 rupees on Facebook, Instagram ads. Make three, four infographics. Try it. And try it which things people get to 
subscribe and if they subscribe that's where you have like kind of like hit the jack- jackpot with marketing okay this is something that works now i have to grow it as the money keeps on coming to me i'll keep on growing this part of marketing because initial only one or two channels for marketing will work for you not everything will work for you uh, at once so so that's what my idea would be for any any new entrepreneur so uh, if i may rephrase what you are trying to say is you do marketing from day one even market your idea product is at a later stage yes you market your idea so uh, what what you do as soon as you have an idea and you have validated with some internal some like some users uh, so some users i mean uh, you know your target audience pretty well you take interviews with them you show them the idea then you create the prototype you show them the prototype initial 10 15 users and make sure that they are not your friends otherwise they'll say it's a good one it should be an actual user who's going to use it at the later term okay. validate the idea they like it validate the prototype with them once the prototype is validated for next 2 3 months till the time you are going to launch the product start doing marketing that's where you start doing marketing after validating your prototype okay so day one from validating your prototype cause making a prototype will take 2 to 3 months anyway right so start marketing when you have a validated prototype okay uh let's uh, get into some uh, funny questions uh, t- tell okay. us uh, some of the interesting uh, uh, interesting experience with uh, uh, fundraising uh, or maybe you can share some okay. of the funny experience with uh, investors uh, prospective investors okay so okay uh, so i was like mostly fundraising uh, when when we started because rajiv already started fundraising even before we like actually launched in february 2018 the company uh, so i i was involved in fundraising after like i learned something about research so around uh, june that year we launched in february around june that year so the investor who who uh, came to us like he they were investing big time in southeast asia um, currently at that time and also currently as well okay and so so they were talking about like then they knew at that time service sensor was just an idea and neurosensor uh, cause neurosensor the amount of money that people have to spend they are mostly enterprises if i talk about neurosensor that focuses totally on enterprises large enterprises 50 60 customers we work with and that's enough because uh, they they like it they keep on giving us more business okay. uh, for service sensor it was more about scalability for neurosensor you'll have to get research people everywhere because it's not a platform platform it's a technology that you use to get uh, into the subconscious brain but it's not a saas platform so it's not scalable hmm. so so when uh, they asked me an honest question and uh, uh, that time like it was my second or third time uh, going to an investor they asked me an honest question okay i know neurosensor is getting you more business and service sensor is just an idea tell me an honest answer what what company do you think neurosensor service sensor is more scalable so investors always want to know what is more scalable right and what people generally do is like try to give a diplomatic answer and i was like uh, i was pretty honest and i said definitely service sensor is more scalable cause it's a saas company and we can reach out to so many people with only having 25 people in the tech team we still reach out to millions of people using service sensor 
and he 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 laughed at that time and he said i have never seen an investor so honest like that and uh, eventually after 2 3 months uh, they invested in us so so that that was a like a funny story and uh, then there are so many different stories where investors rejected us but uh, i think that that's a part of the process so if you go to 200 investors of the rejection experiences uh so if if we talk about rejection experiences like it 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 happens with everyone so once you start you you have a crappy presentation once you first start you go there you're not even able to explain them in quick words what your company does so so they they keep on asking okay explain to me in 30 seconds what your company does and i was not able to and it it happened a lot of time and they actually <laughs> rejected us so so you have to make sure that you are able to explain to them in 30 seconds what your company does so currently i can do it in 10 seconds but at that time i was not able to do it in even 30 seconds so <laughs> so got rejection so i i would say to any new entrepreneur you'll get 95 rejections out of 100 but don't worry about that those rejections will make you a bit will help you make your presentation in that way that you can get to those five investors who are actually going to invest in you so rejection is a really really good thing hmm. that happens here okay uh, diving deep into it uh, uh, my experience with founders what i have found it uh, is uh, in uh, us and western markets and uh, in india and eastern markets there is a core difference in uh, investor uh, fraternity in us right. users will look at the uniqueness of the product or the uh, offering you have but in india uh, or in uh, eastern markets they'll look at the similarity or the validation of the idea uh, you are pitching in for example uh, if you are building another ola or another oyo investors would be more interested in india but in us they'll be not uh, interested because the product is already done and dusted so uh, any th- any experience or any thought on that would you like to come i think uh, mm, i this is uh, there's there's a difference so what uh, i i have not found this to be true actually uh, like it didn't happen with me but maybe it might have happened with some founders so i don't know about that uh, so what uh, usually happens here if if we talk about in the southeast asia uh, investors are looking for more of user uh, acquisitions okay uh, user acquisition in the sense because uh, if we talk about india indonesia southeast asia there are lots and lots of people here right they won't give you much money but they give you user acquisition so here in, whenever we talk to investors they are there there are some investors who are interested in southeast asia only because of the uh, level of growth that you can get here because there are so many people here okay and uh, in in terms of us they are looking for uh, No, not just acquisition they are also looking for how much money you can make so that's the one difference that we we found uh, one is in india and indonesia there always will be about user acquisition if you have more users uh, who are paid users even though they are paying you very very less and your cost of acquisition is more but they are there are users active users of the of your brand uh, then they'll be more happy in investing in you and if we talk about uh, us they'll be more happy when you can actually make money as well not just uh, active users so there's one difference that i found but i think uh, other founders uh, in different domains may have fa- might have found something which you are uh, telling us about okay uh, but it didn't happen with us yeah okay 
Uh, Tanush, tell us some of the interesting lessons you have learned as an entrepreneur. Hmm. Uh, you interesting lessons. Okay. If you if you if you don't have a habit of reading, uh, or if you don't have a habit of uh, listening to podcasts or something, uh, you'll there there is very like only one percent chance that you'll actually succeed. people okay. don't actually read or listen to podcasts this is something if people are sharing your, their experiences with you please take those experiences and learn and just keep on learning so uh, for me and for rajiv and for every other founding team that we have uh, we read minimum 3 to 4 books uh, in a month uh, mostly about the the journey that we are in so let's suppose i want to make a brilliant uh, product and i would read product books three or four product books about the journey that i'm currently or the challenge that i'm currently facing that uh, getting to product onboarding user acquisition so it depends on uh, what is the actual goal of the company at that time like for for now for service and some our goal is mostly user acquisition uh, okay. so we are not focusing that much on revenue so our goal is clearly set that currently we have to make active users of the product hmm. and after one or two years we'll focus more on revenue when we are in like a total growth boom stage so uh, so the lessons are make sure whatever you are building build it for the user don't think about oh this feature is going to give you that that if the user has not validated it don't build it number one second start marketing from day one so i'll keep on saying this and these these are the most important things or more important lessons that we learned we built something with 1000 features it didn't work we built something with five features but they were asked from us by the users and it actually worked so so these would be the challenges uh, or 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 learnings you would say okay uh, tanuj uh, we are almost up with the time and perhaps my last question to you uh, how would you suggest uh, our audience to start their journey as entrepreneurs okay so uh, just give me a moment i would can can i share my screen sure sure yeah please go on uh, just give me a minute. i'm actually more of a google meet uh, guy so i so can can you uh, enable it currently i, I cannot it it says host has disabled screen sharing uh one moment think uh, i cannot do it uh, at the moment i have no now i can now i can okay okay so i created a checklist i think this will help uh, people uh, the first one is uh, from the sense start with an idea if you don't have an idea then uh, how to find one a need that is currently not solved anywhere or not in your location or country or your region you would say uh, the second is uh, we can talk about this a lot as well but let let's just finish it uh, identify the target user plus plus create your user persona why no point of developing something if you don't know the user and what value you can provide to them because even if you build a great product but there is no user to use it what's the point of building it okay. validate the idea with the user make sure they are not your friends only so what people do they they get an idea they just start validating only with their friends and friends always approve of some 
things or disapprove of things they they can do both friends either approve either disapprove and the idea gets boiled down so instead of doing that go to an actual user who you think is going to use it and who is not your friend okay and it would be best if you can create a prototype as well and validate that if it's a product uh try to find friends or colleagues who believe in your idea if you can't if you still can't you, you can't find co-founders go solo <laughs> don't be afraid uh request friends or family to loan you some initial money because you'll definitely need it and it's india so you'll definitely need it uh set strict goals which can be measured with tri- timelines if there are no goals then there's no point of doing anything hmm. so for example if you're a new person uh you're building a b2c brand acquiring or subscribing first 100 to 1000 users before launch depending on b2b if you don't set goals so this is a goal 1000 users i want to acquire or uh, get 1000 users to subscribe to my app even before the launch so that's a goal right so set goals in your journey hmm. after acquiring them how many users acquisition that you want uh, you want want now how many signups that you want now on a monthly or a quarterly basis so set goals and measure them with timeline okay. hire a digital marketing freelancer because uh, you cannot afford the money then hire them if you can have a full time guy then it's absolutely brilliant but if you cannot just hire a digital marketing freelancer tell them about the goal and also check while hiring if they have achieved these goals somewhere else but not just achieved how did they achieve it get to know deep dive when while hiring that person okay get initial subscriber before uh, product launch we already talked about how how you can do that is run small ads experiment with small ads spend 1000 2000 rupees on instagram for speak with them while and when while you are making these ads make sure that you are hitting the pain point that you identified here because you are solving a pain point or a need right mm. identify so that you know which ad works for you 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 create two or three creatives and see which one works okay then once they subscribe ask them why they did because they'll they'll it will get you more ideas about marketing mm. that why did they subscribe at the first place then uh, side by side start connecting with investors on linkedin look for angel investors start connecting with them pitch them your idea uh, slowly and slowly start doing this uh, register for startup events if uh, they are free then brilliant if they are paid if you can afford then do it or find an incubator program okay there we found an incubator program it helped really really well we found two in indonesia and we did that hmm. the last is read as many books as you can for your journey and start with these five hmm. uh, lean startup okay if i yeah. may rephrase the book part i think there there are multiple people who don't prefer reading book, book but they watch videos instead or maybe they watch uh, movies also so i think yeah. I, uh, uh, my thought on that would be you know uh, read books or uh, watch uh, listen to podcasts which you mentioned uh, as well as uh, you know con consume a lot of content and uh, different uh, ideas in fact diverse ideas uh, it can be from any field uh, not from the startup world uh, be it from uh, uh, psychology be it from um, um, uh, from healthcare from anywhere but i think nature has to offer a lot of lessons and you can get from just any source right yeah true idea some people like reading books i am a book lover 
some people like listening to podcasts uh, my cto likes uh, listening to podcasts a lot and uh, he he doesn't read books that that often uh, attending webinars videos whatever things get you good content and if if there's something that can help you in your journey do read them do read about a lot of other stuff like you mentioned but also read about stuff which will help you in your journey and uh, starting with lean startup and zero to one will help you how an initial life of a founder is like so so these are just uh, for because you asked about entrepreneurial journey checklist so that's why i mentioned these two three books which are which will help you for your entrepreneurial journey so start with these these two and you'll 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 get to know a bit about them yeah so this is my checklist if you if you can take a snapshot use it make sure that every step of this you you can add more steps if you want but these are like basic steps that you'll have to take care of perfect uh, i i myself have uh, taken a snapshot uh, i'll share with the <laughs> audience okay okay uh, so coming to uh, uh, perhaps uh, uh, the end of the session uh, any final message uh, before we end the session uh so so there's one thing in india that happens a lot it's about uh, parents supporting us right uh, so so they they're always worried that oh you'll you'll join uh, a startup you'll create a startup or things like this they're always worried make sure when you are in college or if you are working right now be that good at one thing that like let's suppose you're really really good at coding you're really really good at marketing so that when you Uh, join a startup for you when you uh, want to make your own startup hmm. your parents trust you that you are really really good at this skill and if it doesn't work out for one years or two years you can eventually any time come back and get a, de- a really really good job from that skill that you have learned over the past in college focus on coding if you want to focus on marketing if you want to focus on finance if you want to whatever just become so good at one skill that will help in your startup journey as well and also if somehow your startup doesn't work somehow then you always have an option to go back so your your parents trust you in us it's not like that your parents totally trust you right uh, they they want you to take risks but in india this is a problem so mm-hmm. for that make sure you are really really good at one skill so that your parents trust you when you start and the second thing i would say if you want to become an entrepreneur if you are in college do an internship only in a startup which has 25 to 30 people if you are already like 6 7 years experience go join a startup today okay work there understand everything how it works uh, why and the challenges and the hard work there is yeah okay why 25 to 30 people uh, cuz they are in uh, the state you you want to become an entrepreneur you'll have to start you you cannot join a company which has 200 people and then learn you have to be there when the, there is an initial stage because that's how you will learn how entrepreneurship works that that a founder will be working on product marketing finance accounting like everything you'll see day and day and night how much hard work that they will have to do and you get inspired from them after they are like 200 people uh, you will never get a seat to sit with the founder right so if you don't know their journey how will you make create your own okay uh, so that's why i agree to this that's why uh, small thing and i personally have worked for uh, uh, small startups throughout my career uh, and i can relate to right. 
Yes, sir. Uh, it is very important <laughs> okay. for a founder or for everybody who wants to do something in life to work in startup. This, especially those uh, those ones who are uh, small and just starting out. Uh, on that note, I'll close the session and uh, would like to thank you a lot uh, for taking out time and joining this session, Tanuj, uh, and our best wishes for. And and I've, uh, it was really uh, honored to be here. And best wishes to you, Priya. And you are doing such a lovely initiative. I think if we get more entrepreneurs from India, who knows when we we can actually beat the uh, US in making startups. So I think we are very close now. And if if we get to this whole journey, and somehow our parents start trusting us, there will be more uh, entrepreneurs in the future. Uh, via us, you can follow and connect with Tanuj on LinkedIn by searching for Tanuj Divan. He will help you a lot uh, in building your venture as well. Also, do visit their website uh, by typing uh, servicehensum.com. Uh, so, whom do you want to have here at ELI for next episode? Do let me know in comments. Uh, stay tuned to ELI.